Let's get this party started. Hello, everyone. We're back, and welcome to the first episode of 2021. And thank you for joining me. How have you all been? Are you on Santa's naughty or nice list? I'm your host, Dwayne, coming at you from all the way down here in New Zealand. It is now officially autumn here, and with that ends the Christmas summer season. Now, I've been hearing recently on some of the other Christmas podcasts that some of you who have a cold or a white Christmas can't understand how it can feel like Christmas in the heat. I suppose it's what you get used to growing up. However, for me, as it cools down, it actually reminds me of later in the year, September to be precise, as that is then that we get the same feel in the air. As spring arrives and the weeks slowly warm up as we head towards the summer season and then Christmas. You could say, here at Tinsel Tunes headquarters, it feels like Christmas all year long. So, small update. Those of you who follow my social media will know that I've had my knee replacement operation done in January. Well, I've fully recovered, no more pain, and mentally I'm ready and looking forward to celebrating Christmas 365 days of the year. Also, a big thank you to all those who reached out with your good wishes and prayers, and to those who had me in their thoughts. Another also huge thank you to everyone who listened to the podcast throughout the 2020 Christmas season and early 2021. When I looked at the listener stats from this period, more people than ever listened, and we broke the record from the 2019 season. Even with the increase in other Christmas podcasts, and least episodes being released by me. I'm really excited for this year. It will be a busy one with the podcast, my drum streaming and YouTube channel, and my outdoor LED light display, which was a huge success last season, and I hope to go a bit bigger this year. Tinsel Tunes also has a YouTube channel. I'm not sure how I'm going to utilise it yet for the podcast, but I have just uploaded a video showing an editing tip for the program called Audacity, which is the audio editing software, and that might be useful to help someone else. Feel free to head on over there and subscribe, so you'll be the first in line for any videos that I do upload. Okay, enough of that, let's listen to this. Some more Tinsel Tunes news, and I'm going to entitle this one, What's Coming Up? Well, what's coming up is, if it hasn't dropped already, Todd has Scott and Jay from the Jingle Jank podcast and myself on his Christmas Clatter podcast where we speak about the Christmas album Merry Xmas, A Guitar Christmas. So head on over to christmasclatter.com to have a listen or search for Christmas Clatter on your podcast app of choice. It's now time to get into this month's song, or in this case, an artist showcase. And this month, we are going to talk about Harry Roger Webb. What? You haven't heard of Harry? Ah, that's probably because you'll likely know him as Cliff Richard. And I suppose the title of this episode gave it away anyway. So a brief bit of background on Cliff. Born in England on the 14th of October 1940, which makes him about 80 years old at this time, and currently residing in England, 
Cliff's success started back in the late 50s when he, as Harry, was the lead singer for The Drifters. Not to be confused with The Drifters of the United States. Without going into too much detail, The Drifters changed a few of the band members shortly after this time and with the arrival of Jet Harris, Tony Meehan, Bruce Welsh and the now legendary Hank Marvin on guitar changed their name to The Shadows as to avoid legal complications with the name The Drifters. The band was actually a contractually separate identity to Cliff Richard and together for many years they were known as Cliff Richard and The Shadows. The Shadows went on to claim their own fame and fortune while also supporting Cliff Richard. Often vying for the number one position on the music charts and on more than one occasion replaced Cliff at that number one position. For this episode I wanted to talk about Mistletoe and Wine and Saviour's Day. These are Cliff's two and only number one Christmas songs. The song Mistletoe and Wine was first released as a single by Cliff in 1988. The song was written by Jeremy Paul, Leslie Stewart and Keith Strahan for a musical called Scraps, which was an adaptation of Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Match Girl, set in Victorian London. The song became Cliff's 99th single and his 12th number one. has a very pretty melody and has the Christmas bells playing in the background throughout the chorus. However, the song was written a little differently to what we know now. Originally the writers wanted a Christmas sounding song, which was ironically about the middle class's lack of concern over those less fortunate than themselves. Performed by carol singers on stage in 1976, the song became a music hall pub version for the TV show sung by a good time girl character played by Twiggy. It was a lively show to work on and I have happy memories the model recalls of the programme which also starred the Hughes, Roger Daltrey. Strahan, who wrote the song on a piano in half an hour sent a more poppy demo by Jeremy Paul's 12 year old daughter to Cliff Richards then manager Peter Gormley. It was a pub song recalls Sir Cliff. The lyrics were all about a drink and a smoke and a laugh and a joke and I asked my manager do you think they'd mind if I changed the lyrics? After Sir Cliff, who refused any writing credit, added some religious references, he hung a bit of tinsel in the Wimbledon recording studio in July of 1988 to record his own version. As soon as I added those lyrics, he says, that made it a Christmas song. The song was actually offered to British actor and singer Dennis Waterman. Some of you may know Dennis as he played the head character in the British show Minder. 
Now here's a sample of Dennis singing the theme song to that show. didn't want to do the song, Leslie Stewart, one of the song's other writers, said he offered it to Irish singer Val Dunican. Val was best known for his crooner style of singing, as well as infusing country and traditional pop music together. Some of his best songs are Walk Tall, Elusive Butterfly and The Special Years. He also released some Christmas songs, which we may get to someday, but here's Val Dunican singing the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows the turkey and some mistletoe can help to make the season bright. Anyway, Leslie Stewart goes on to say, Val Dunigan sent me a very nice letter saying thanks but no thanks, and I thought, maybe this is not as good as I thought it was. The song has sold more than 750,000 copies, becoming Sir Cliff's first number one of the decade, and the country's best-selling song of 1988. It would spend four weeks at number one over the Christmas period. The song had mixed success on its release, it did get to number one in the UK and Ireland, it made it to number seven in Norway, 20 in Poland, 30 in Australia. I'm surprised I couldn't find how it rated here in New Zealand, but I remember it being everywhere in the late 80s and early 90s. You couldn't turn on a TV or radio, or not hear it as you walk into any store, or even hear it multiple times while out shopping. While researching the song, I found this, which I'll read word for word, and it goes, the title is Negative Reaction. Not everyone is a fan of the song. Coffee chain Costa recently pulled the stunt of banning it from its stores after customers voted it on the least popular Christmas song. And Sir Cliff understands. I often wondered if it made me have such a trying time with Millennium Prayer, he says, of his number one from December 1999. That was one of the hardest number ones I have had. I was confused by all the negative reaction and mistletoe and wine may have kicked that off. I had found myself in the charts way past my supposed sell-by date and maybe that annoyed people too. So there's a few different versions out there. So we'll start off with this one. The lyrics are in Swedish by Ingela Forsman. The song is actually entitled Juliettid, which means Christmas time. Obviously, uh, my Swedish is a bit rusty. And the artists are Carola and Christa. 
head on over to the Tinsel Tunes website for a link to the song rather than me try to butcher their surnames. Uh, the song was recorded in 1991 for their Christmas album. Let's have a listen. Ett barn som blev född, en som klingar sprött Och överallt är det stor förväntan Ljus i fönstret, snöflingsvind Kalla tår, blåsande kind Juletid, stilla ro In 2020, Michael Ball and Alfie Bow included Mistletoe and Wine on their Christmas album Together at Christmas. The child is king, the carolers sing, the order's past, there's a new beginning. Dreams of Santa, dreams of snow. Fingers numb, faces aglow Christmas time, mistletoe and wine Children sing in Christian rhyme This one is Gregorian Mistletoe and Wine, Holy Chance Tour 2018. found this one on YouTube with over 18 million views. This is a duo called Just In Case. As usual, all the links will be in the show notes on the website. The child is a king, the carolers sing, the oldest past, there's a new beginning. Dreams of Santa, dreams of snow, fingers numb, faces aglow. A time for living, a time for believing, a time for trusting, not deceiving. Love and laughter and joy ever after, hours for the taking, just follow the master. Okay, and his second number one song was Saviour's Day. 
If you like your modern Christmas songs catchy and poppy, with a bit of Irish Celtic sound, then this is for you. When I say modern, Cliff released this song only two years after Mistletoe and Wine back in 1990. Written by songwriter Chris Eaton in 1989, the origins of the song are pretty short and sweet. Chris presented the song to Cliff at a Christmas party, knowing that all the songs Cliff was to release the following year were all booked in, there was little chance the song would be able to be fitted in. After Eaton insisted Cliff listen to it, they both went to Cliff's car and listened to it. The song was so powerful that Cliff loved the song immediately and predicted it would be a number one song. Of course Cliff was right, it did indeed make it to number one the following year in 1990. The music video accompanied the song on release and was filmed in the English county of Dorset in the town of Swanage, and Swanage is the home of the natural limestone arch, Dirldor. The video was shot on this landmark. To embrace the winter's Christmas feel, Cliff and the extras, and there were hundreds of them, were asked to wear woolly winter clothes. The video was shot on a warm September sunny day. The song entered the UK singles chart on 8th of December at number 6, then number 3 the following week, number 2 in the week before Christmas, and number 1 on the 29th of December, becoming that year's coveted Christmas number 1. It's a big deal to be Christmas number 1 in Britain, and their honour almost went to Vanilla Ice with Ice Ice Baby, which was number 1 before being kicked back by Cliff Richard. The song quickly dropped out of the top 100 and was gone by the end of January 1991. Incidentally, I found Chris singing it on YouTube. It's a simple message of Christmas. Um, and that is that, you know, obviously every day, for those of us who are Christians, can be our Saviour's Day. Now, this does require a tiny bit of audience participation. Um, I'm not going to ask you to do much, but it kind of goes like this. And it needs a bit of a sway. If you could kind of go in the same direction, that'd be brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic. Now we have been through the harvest. Winter's truly begun. Now we have walked in the chill of the night We are waiting for, waiting for For the Saviour's day Wow, I'm feeling seasick Many have come from the valleys Many have come from the hills 
So let's get into the music itself. First, a disclaimer, I'm not a music scholar, as you've probably guessed. I'm a drummer. Some would argue that drummers aren't musicians, but I know what I like, and sometimes I want to share that with you guys. I won't come at you with too much technical jargon, one, because I don't know it, and two, I wanted to be relatable and explain what I'm hearing or feeling in plain everyday language. In my opinion, this is a very underrated Christmas song. So the song starts off with marching drums before introducing Irish whistles for two bars and panpipe for one bar and then Cliff's voice. This is the basic feel of the song. The intro repeats itself. There is a beautifully simple drum fill that leads into the chorus. Open your eyes on Saviour's Day. Don't look back or turn away. Life can be yours if you only stay. I love the simple drum fills that lead us into each chorus. Then at 2 minutes 34 there comes a key change which elevates the song up to another level along with the drum fill and Cliff with an extended single note run onto the panpipe. On At 2 minutes 53, another key change brings us back down again.
and it's the last quarter of the song that there is a small flurry of synth. And then the marching snare drums, they take us along the slow way to the end of the song. I'd love your feedback. Let me know if you liked that bit. Do you want me to do more or go into more detail? Or are you like, mate, you don't know. Just get on with the history of the song. Either way, I won't take offence. But yeah, if you like going into more detail on the actual song itself, then just reach out and let me know. we've come to the end of this month's episode thank you for joining me and having a listen don't forget to share the podcast follow us on all the social networks and even check out the merch store if you're so inclined to support me financially but i appreciate just coming and having a listen so as usual be excellent to each other and rock on <laughs>